Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we are talking Blast Core. I hope this works. Yes everybody, today we are talking Blast Core, not Blast Corpse, a game that would most likely be rated M. With me to discuss this non-M rated game is my good friend Craig. Hello, I'm here to clear your path. Oh, okay, I was gonna say maybe go for some trucker, breaker, breaker, or on a convoy or something, but that works too. All right, Craig, so why don't you give us the lowdown on this 1997 game? <gasps> sure thing. This game, once I get the Wikipedia, and no, I'm only kidding. It was developed by Rare, published by Nintendo, designed by Martin Wakeley, arted by Ricky Berwick. I looked up these guys, and there wasn't a great deal of anything to go on. They're still active. The artist is active and works and I don't know, wherever. Um, the music was composed by Graham Norgate, who seems to have done most of, like, well, not most of Rare games, but a lot of games he has composed the music for. He's got a very interesting um, Wikipedia page, if you read it, on the genres of music he works in, because he's got <gasps> electronica, techno, space music, chill out, liquid funk, acid jazz, progressive, ambient, deep house, trip hop, new age, dance punk, and drum and bass, and none of those genres cover the shite that is in Blast Corps. I was just going to say, <laughs> he must have done that after Blast Corps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a, ga- it's a game, obviously. It was the N64 game, and it was released in 1997 across the world um, in Japan and North America at the same time, and then later on towards Christmas. I mean, and that's- I know this was published by Nintendo, right? Which yeah. makes this not weird, but it's made by Rare, which makes it weird. It was released in Japan first. Uh, yeah. I would have thought, you know, yeah, North yeah, like Pal first, considering it's, it's rare. It's very rare. Oh god, I just actually—I didn't even mean to say uh, that. To see it. <laughs> um, oh god. Oh, we're good. Oh. We're we're on on top form today. Okay, so a uh, couple of things we should talk about about Blast Core. Um, we probably should. Number yeah. one. What is your history with Blast Core? I I have no history with Blast Core. Corpse. I'm gonna keep on saying because it's not core. That's C O R E. It's corpse. C O R P S. Um. Yeah. Uh huh. See, see what I done there. I spelled it right. The French have something to say with you. It's not French. What? Um, core? Totally gotta be French. Yeah. Let me let me just web search. I mean, right. stellar of... audio. What is a corpse? Right, okay, forget about it. <laughs> what is a corpse? What is a corpse? <laughs> that can get really dark really fast, Craig. Yeah, right, okay, let's drop that. Um, yeah, I have no history with this game. So the N64 in general is one where one of my friends had a loan of an N64 from his uncle or something like that. So for maybe four weeks one summer, we had access to a limited selection of N64 games. And that was... That's that was my entire history with the N64. I didn't even by the time I went to GameCube, I had no not enough nostalgia to go backwards compatible huh. and grab other things and stuff. So were you straight PC this gen, or were you yeah other systems? I, oh, okay. I, I, I definitely it was I was in PC land, but because they had this 
console and I was like, oh, a Nintendo, because my cousin had a SNES and I dabbled in SNES, never owning one, but it was because it was the Nintendo 64. I was like, oh, I've got to try that out. So played a few games. Um, it was mostly like the big hits. There was obviously like GoldenEye, um, played a bit of Perfect Dark, bit of Donkey Kong. Um, what else did we play? Mario. You know, like just just the just the the main the main ones, and that was it for N sixty four until we started recording about games. <laughs> I am um, my my history with the N sixty four is actually pretty close to yours. Wow. Um, it was one of those things where I had the rich friend who had the N sixty four when it launched, and so you know we played a bunch of N sixty four games, but I never got one until probably three four years later uh so yeah we played a lot of like goldeneye mario kart diddy kong racing most of what i since this was definitely before i had the my job period uh most of what i did was rentals i only bought maybe six games the entire n64 library and uh turns out i think the n64 is the perfect rental system because there's really not much there yeah i mean i'm I mean, I remember, like, you know, going into the rental store and you would see every week the PlayStation section got a little bigger and bigger and bigger. The Saturn section stayed about the same size and Nintendo stayed about the same size. And I was like, oh, they have one new N64 game. Sure, I'll try the Aiden Chronicles. Turns out that's not that great. <laughs> but uh, Blast Court is one of those games that always got thrown in my face. When I was, because because a game we're going to do later is the one reason that I think everybody should own an N64. The one reason. Um, Alice. Yes, Alice, actually. Um, <laughs> it looks like it was made for it. But uh, everybody always goes, you know, what about your Banjo-Kazooies? What about your, your Mario? You know, it's like, eh, nah, 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 nah. and I always had the, well, you can play them on other systems, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And then for the longest time, everybody's like, well, what about Blast Core? And I don't mean everybody, like, I would run into a guy on the street and he would just look me in the eye and go, what about Blast Core? And I'm not, I don't know. Uh, and I never played it as a kid. So once it hit Rare Replay, I was like, well, this is the perfect time to try it. And you know what, Craig? We should talk about the experience we had with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my my experience was very um, limited. I, um, by the way, emulated this. I set up... Uh, what's that system that the Raspberry Pis are based on? Retroarch. Yeah, Retroarch. I set that up on my p. I set that up on my PC and started like firing different things into it because the Pi struggles with some consoles, and I couldn't remember if it did N sixty four well or it didn't. So I was just like, bugger it, I'll just jam it all on PC, boot it up. I was like, yes, it's working, it's alive. So my first N sixty four game on this glorious PC was Blast Corps. Title screen loads. I just smash through some buttons until I know that I'm driving about a dump truck, and the music starts. At which point I die a little inside. Oh, um, it's all right. So, so if you've never heard the music of Blast Core, and it's you may be thinking, oh, it's a rare game. It's going to have like a Banjo Kazooie soundtrack, or a Donkey Kong sixty four soundtrack, mm-hmm. or maybe a Perfect Dark, dark and moody soundtrack. No, nope. Um, one could describe this soundtrack as hillbilly jamboree with afros like um i don't think it fits at all craig no 
I the the first level it just feels like it feels like a farce or some sort of trash comedy. It's got music. The music doesn't much like yeah, you know when you start playing. I always fall back in this, but something like Crazy Taxi, and the music starts, and you're like, "This is driving music." I'm driving about speedily, picking up. The music doesn't fit. Bulldozing your way around a small town, it just it's so off that it throws you right off for what you're. It 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 gives it a different feel to what you should be doing. I don't know if that makes sense. It's. It definitely makes it, the the first impression is definitely oh I'm not supposed to take this seriously I mean I think that it works is that uh, yeah yeah it does um, and and you're, you're definitely not supposed to take it seriously nothing's um, nothing nothing's really serious about it despite the deadpan kind of like little characters that jump in at the bottom and say you've done it congratulations whatever uh, but yeah, you can't take it seriously. And at that point, I was like, okay, I know what I'm in for now. I would have immediate. It felt like a really crud game that should never have been full price if it ever was full price. It was like it's like not that. Oh no, it game. was it was balls expensive, like most N64 yeah. games. I, I checked the price earlier on what what it uh, retailed at, but I, I'm sorry, I forget it. Um, but yeah, uh, so so you're sitting there, you're you're controlling your bulldozer while the Smokey and the Bandit soundtrack starts playing. And this game is actually really simple. Like, very, very simple. Uh, okay, so well, why don't you explain what the object of the game is to the fine people? So there's two, or as far as I experienced, there's two basic game modes. One of them is clearing a path for a missile carrier. Uh, it starts, it drives, and for some strange reason it's going from A to B through different places. So the first level, for example, is like a farmlandy type bit with farm buildings and blah, 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 blah. And basically, you have to make sure that it doesn't crash into anything. So you, as the bulldozer, have to just level everything in its path and then for bonus points, destroy other buildings that don't need to be destroyed, uh, which I can imagine angers few, a few people. Uh, you, you would think. Clear the level... And then you hop out your bulldozer and into a big truck and you jet off to the next level. Um, So the next level for me was the other type that I experienced, which is kind of like a time trial type thing. And in this, for me, I was a robot, like a very kind of like mech floaty robot with a stomp action. And the objective here was to clear a block of high-rise buildings, so you just float above them, you smash down, you float above them, you smash down, you, you try and clip four blocks of it at once so that you can get through it a bit quicker. Um, very pilot two- Yeah, yeah. Um, and very... I actually, I actually found it quite fun, that bit of it, because it was just cathartic smashing things. Um, I think it does serve a purpose somewhere in there, but the music was still trash. And those those... As I say, from my experience, the two different game styles, either clear a path or destroy things quickly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Is that the whole thing? I know, um, on top of that, sorry, you you don't just have a bulldozer. There are other things to drive. So there's a a dump truck which moves uh, slower than snails. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let, let yeah. let's discuss each okay. vehicle, right? Because okay. I think there's some clear winners and some clear losers here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. in terms of regular transport, we have a dune buggy kind of thing, and and the only thing that really is useful is getting to another vehicle quickly. 
you may start yeah. on a level and you have to hop in the dune buggy and then drive to a dump truck or whatever. Um, the bulldozer, I think the bulldozer works mm-hmm. well. You just ram things with your blade. It's easy. It's simple. Um, it's a little unwieldy. Oh, we should hey. say. You know what we should say, Craig? Sorry. Mm-hmm. We should say that you're playing this at a four, at almost an isometric view. Yeah. It's not oh, yeah. a behind-the-cab kind of view. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of like if you're playing RC Pro-Am or Super Sprint, where the controls are a little weird until your brain is like, oh, okay, I know turning left always makes me turn left no matter where the yeah. camera is. I I quite like it. I quite like it. Um, and just on, on the last note on the bulldozer that I had was it accelerates, it stays fast, and it slides like nothing. Like, you wouldn't expect a bulldozer to be power sliding about the page. <laughs> no. No, you it's wouldn't. mental. Then, then we have to... We have to discuss the... The actual dump truck. Now, mm-hmm. I get the idea behind the dump truck. The dump truck is... Uh, basically, the only thing that can damage buildings efficiently, because you can just head on random and do a little bit of damage, yeah. is the actual dumping part of the truck. Like, uh, I think it's called the shovel. So you have oh, to... Getting, uh, the dumper. Yeah, the dumper. <laughs> so you have to kind of power slide your ass end into things. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like it would be kind of fun. Yep. Until you hit the power slide button. And it doesn't do anything resembling a power slide. It's it's super it's super frustrating. And it's it's not even just slightly frustrating. It can be by the time you're using it that there's a bit more pressure on. So the missile carrier thing in the first level is so easy as you going, but it gets to the point where you do need to rapidly clear what's in front of it. And there is no finesse or accuracy with the dump truck you kind of like sometimes you get lucky and you go oh yes yes and then maybe the other 99% of the time you're just screaming at <laughs> what are you doing you're not going what you're not no I did it, not like it it's so I I, I, uh, I got stuck on one of the dump truck levels uh, by the way how, how far did you get in this game I only played so you start in the center the overworld sorry as well it's like a wee map of the world and you start and then you can branch out and go on different things so I did the first slew of each vehicle type and okay. then moved on to the second one and that that was me so it wasn't it wasn't a great deal I kind of by the time I kept on going I was just like it's one of these games where you immediately know what it's about oh absolutely I am um... Uh, so so I did kind of a helter skelter approach to it, not not mansion, but uh, I, I played the first group of four, right? Like I think it's a, mm-hmm. a block of four, and then they each branch off, and, and I was like, well, I like the bulldozer, so I'll stick with the bulldozer. I probably did okay. around ten yep. missions, so nothing fantastic. Uh, the one I ended on, I want to talk about because I think that's when some of this game's problems start to set in. Besides the dump truck. Anyway, back to the dump truck. So <laughs> I figured out, I think, why it controls weird. And that's because we've played a lifetime of games with power slides in them. Because suppose, when you yeah, hit the yeah. power slide, it doesn't make an arc, right? It just spins in place and keeps going in the same direction. So yeah. you don't actually curve it at all. It's just basically like doing a 180 constantly. And it's 
awful. It's not right. Uh, because I think uh, I found with the dump truck, that's the time where you start getting to, oh, I destroyed the whole building, except for this little, like, like triangle <laughs> yeah. bit of it. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. well, there, there it goes. Um, if you fail, the entire world explodes. Mm-hmm. Or it might as well because you get caught in the blast and you're dead. I think it's supposed to yeah, be a nuke. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a whole lot of holes in why they're transporting that instead of using, you know, the highways or the roads, and they're driving over things. I didn't catch, or an airplane, or an airplane. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch any particular reason other than it needs to get there, so destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. It was. This almost felt like you plunked a quarter into a cabinet. You, you don't care. Just, just get going. Yeah. Um, the third vehicle is a truck pulling a trailer behind it and the sides of the trailers expand so on on uh, hydraulic arms so you kind of have to line up your trailer yeah. with buildings and bam 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 uh that one's kind of fun i enjoy that one i think i, I quite liked it as well just because it was a bit different it is like parallel parking the the game to a certain extent because you want to just make sure you're per- perfectly kind of lined up and do you know what else i found with that hmm. there's a slight if I cared, even if I cared a little bit more, I think it's the one that's got the most potential for tactics. You know, like scooting along your path, punching everything, and then doing a 180, and then scooting back down and getting the other side of buildings and stuff. Like, I can see a flow to that, despite it being... The only thing that I noticed was weird, right, was um, with that vehicle, the levels all seem very tailored for it. Yeah. And once you get further into the game, there are you can sometimes have a choice of what uh, vehicle you want. Like you know, you're starting a bulldozer, but ooh, look, you spotted the robot, so you can go running okay. off into the little robot. Um, the robot. Let's talk about the robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's a little unwieldy. Uh, oh, it's very. I I found that you could jump. And you're fine, you're floating, and you're about, you're hovering, you're about to smash down, and you just want to adjust it slightly to the left, but he doesn't just turn left, he seems to go in a mini arc, and then you start spiralling out of control, and I just, <laughs> I've, I spent a lot of my time just almost making it to where I want to go, and it, it doesn't have that wee bit of finesse at the end. I don't know if you found this, that's, that was just my experience, um, otherwise it was quite nice. The the uh, jetpack guy is the only time I really started to have trouble with the camera. Yeah, because he he moves up and and this camera isn't exactly smooth and free floating. It's a very um like almost like an N sixty four. Jeez, it is an N sixty four camera, but a Mario sixty four camera where it's like discrete angles almost. It's not very smooth, so he's a little wonky. Ah, uh, yeah, he works good. I like the little flip he does, and then the slam uh, works pretty good. Uh, the last one that I ran into, and I think it is the last one in the game, is a giant, um, think of a Japanese mecha-style robot. He's, I think, has the biggest potential for for quick destruction, but I never started a level with him. He was always one you would have to find and then go hop into him. Um, he works pretty good. I found that um, the, the further, if I went around the, the wee tree once and started going around the second bit, and when you start having to change between robots or between different machines that was the bit where i started thinking oh my god i, I, I really don't i don't i just want i was happy just driving my dumper truck um that little guy's of... a special looking bugger isn't he oh it really is it really is <laughs> and the worst it took me on you no no go right ahead no i was just gonna say it took me by surprise the first time he jumped out of the dumper truck to get in the truck to end the level and like 
the hell? <laughs> so like, oh, For a start, a so cute little guy. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know that it was going to happen. So when I, when it said enter the truck to finish the level, I was crashing into it, thinking there must be some sort of transfer of control or something here. And then I started button mashing, and then he jumped out. Well, uh, I ran into that terrible problem of I drove my dune buggy up to the bulldozer and then went to get out, but he automatically gets sucked into whatever vehicle uh-huh. is closest, so he would like pop out and then get right back into the dune buggy, and I, it, it was it was it was horrible. And then the whole world exploded, Craig. It was the worst. Oh god, yeah. Um. Okay, so the last level I quit on, and I don't know if you hit this one or not. So you start as the bulldozer. You have to get your bulldozer up onto a train and then run out of it and get into the uh, the engine and drive the train all the way while the missile's moving. So you got to try to beat the missile there. You hop out of there, you get onto your bulldozer again, and then you drive. And you've got to push these TNT crates into a building. I hate pushing those crates. I hate they're the worst, crates, right? Because they don't, they don't just go the way you want it to go. They slide off the front of the bulldozer, and you're like, and there's not enough time to correct. No, no, they start sliding, and you just sit there, go, no, 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 (laughs) no. Um, which is strange because I think one of the most important parts of a bulldozer is to have a flat blade, Uh or a concave blade at least. So you know, you'd you'd think you could. uh, Yeah, that was when I was like, all right, this game is kind of fun, but not enough to put up with this nonsense. So that's yeah. when I kind of died off of it. Um, you're not a big rare guy, right? Nah, not not particularly. Which is, I, I feel guilty at points of it, but not not particularly. It seems almost a little unpatriotic for you. It's it's well, it's got nothing. Well, if I was, it would be nothing to do with that. But it's more, um. I just never, I never cottoned on to a lot of the games. I never played them. By the time, you know, probably Rare was biggest, I was embedded in playing Counter-Strike 24-7. And then um, the games that I have played, I've enjoyed, like Perfect Dark and stuff, but Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's um, probably the one from this era that I think holds up the best. Yeah. Not not graphically or anything, but just in terms of, oh, this is still an interesting, fun game. I think GoldenEye's a little weak. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about Bond here. Um, oh, God. It's every uh, single episode. I know, right? Uh, it, it's not... I, I don't think either the banjos hold up. I don't think Donkey Kong holds up. Mainly because I don't like that style of game. If I did, it probably would, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Rare was never... I think we've talked about how I feel about Rare. I, I don't think Rare feels all that good, other than Donkey Kong Country. I think Donkey Kong Country yeah. is fantastic. That that is actually fantastic, but yeah, the rest of them never really. I'm sure we've. I'm sure we have spoken about it before because I remember looking at what they've done. I, I think it was like, Donkey Kong Country too when we did that it episode. It may have been, yeah. And I'm like, nah. So, uh, I don't. Th- I you know, I honestly don't remember if this is our first N64 game or not. I'm not sure. I, I, it might be. I mean, other than I, think I, mean, it, I did the Zeldas. But yeah, but I, I think it might be the first N sixty four game where we've had to use an N sixty four. Oh no, because you played it on Rare Replay. It's me. It's the yeah. first time I've had to wheel out the N sixty four emulator. Uh okay. So yeah. Uh, so 
out of curiosity, is this an era of gaming like that interests you, the N64 specifically? Ah, uh, uh, not particularly. I, th- I find that hardware pretty intriguing. Um, it looks ace. Like I love the way an N64 oh, yeah. looks. The controllers, fab. I, th- I, I think it, it's great. The fact that I had four ports, everything about it was great in the time. Um, but I don't think, not now. You know what I'm like. I'm 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 not very sentimental with most things. My collection comprises of PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five games. So, so, so you're a big retro guy, is what you're telling me. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. I am. Um, yeah, this is like I, I have. I probably have more affection for the PS One and anything else this gen, but the N sixty four was always kind of the the little guy that could. He tried. Um, Nintendo mm-hmm. made a lot of very, very, very dumb decisions, and then they yeah. continued to make some very, very, very dumb decisions until about the Wii. And then they made some really dumb, dumb, dumb decisions, and then the yeah. switch. <laughs> I don't know how they're still going. Like, I actually, I literally don't know how they're still going, which is crazy to say, but I'm just, every single thing that they do just seems like a misstep in places, <laughs> or a, a missed opportunity in others. It's either they make a genius decision, or they make the dumbest decision in the world. There really is no middle ground there for Nintendo. Um, no. I, th- I, 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 I think I know how they're still going, and that is, I think there's still some Mario 64 money still floating around there. <laughs> like, I mean, they must, have, they must have made bank off of that game. And then, you know, everything else that comes afterwards. Uh, I mean, because even to this day, like, it's weird, right? Like, the franchise is 30-plus years old, and they have multiple franchises. But everyone is still excited, including myself, when a new one comes out. That's ridiculous. So uh, I think they have more than enough money to make a j- couple of giant missteps. Uh, uh, yeah. And probably like a heartily loyal fan base as well that will, as you say, just be excited about and buy everything. You know, you know uh, I mean, we might as well talk about it here because cause it's, I always find it kind of funny. These, you know how um, you can split up gaming into... Fan groups, I guess, would be the the politest way to put it. You have your Xbox guys, which are stereotyped as the dude bro-y guys. Uh You have your PlayStation guys, which are stereotyped as the weeaboos. You Mm -hmm. have your Nintendo guys, which are stereotyped as, that's all right, next gen will be better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... I, whenever you, uh, whenever I look up a Nintendo game, uh, and I don't mean like an NES, I mean just any game by Nintendo in the last ten years, the comments are full of, "Yeah, it's not the greatest, but boy, I still love it." Th- mm-hmm. They are the most die-hard fans ever. Yeah, it's like remember, Which... like during the Wii U times when the only thing that was coming out were Amiibos. They were all still oh, so yeah. excited for yeah. just Amiibos. Nothing to use it on. Just, yay, Amiibos. I always find Nintendo... Nintendo fans are adorable. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hold it against anyone. It's just not not me. No, no. I I, um, I would say it was probably the N64 era where I started going, boy, you guys, you're not releasing much of anything. And that's when I just started to slip into, uh, well, later on, Microsoft sony and say i was very much a diehard nintendo is the first platform i will own on every gen 
Um, turns out that can bite you in the butt on some of these gens. But uh, yeah. Oh, you know what's another thing we probably forgot, Craig? Uh, Nintendo has this thing called Pokemon, and that oh, probably yeah, prints money for them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Forget you know like the Mario sixty four money. There's just all the Pokemon money. Which yeah, they still have black and white a, money from Pokemon Red. It'll, yeah, it'll be a never-ending source of money. Yeah, you know, I guess if I had to pick one of the big three that is probably going to die last, it's going to be Nintendo. Because mm-hmm. they do have those wellsprings of money. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um. Anyway, back to Blast Core. Yes. Now is about the time where I shrug and go, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. If it was to get an HD remaster, I'd probably pick it up on the cheap. Like, you know, 15 bucks. Uh, I mean, yeah, on the... Um, if the music was either remastered or you could change the music on it. And if the controls were somehow tweaked and altered to bring... You know, like modern day physics, and like as you say, if you're pushing a TNT block with a bulldozer, you want it slightly captured in that thing at the, the bucket at the front. You don't want to just sliding off, and you want to power slide. You don't want to just rotate to 180 degrees. In a, in oh a yeah, you, they definitely have path. to. It'd, it'd be one of those remasters where you go in and tweak a few things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can, I can see it because it is. I, I mean, at the heart of it, it's different and it's kind of fun yeah yeah i actually i think i made the comment earlier i think this would actually work really well as an arcade game like if you had a wheel or maybe those bulldozer controls that are kind of like the tank controls with the two levers that would actually be kind of fun yeah um so rare studios in case you didn't know uh listener um, kind of went dead silent for a long time when Microsoft bought them. I mean, they did Viva Pinata, they did Nuts and Bolts, but none of them really made a big splash like like they used to. Um, out of curiosity, Craig, are you looking forward to their new game? What's the new game? Oh, uh, it's Everwild. I don't even think I've seen that. Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's Xbox Series X stuff, but um. It looks pretty oh. interesting. Like, it's the first time that I've seen a Rare game and went, ooh, what are you guys doing? Because Sea of Pirates is, it looked interesting, but it doesn't look like my kind of jam at all. Oh, no, that game is just not, I had a, I had a tiny wee shot because it was on Game Pass at some point, I think, or I got mm-hmm. it with the Xbox. And it was just almost immediately, nah, nah. Just not your jam? Just not my jam. Yeah, uh, so I'm very happy to see these guys. I mean, it's not the same guys, of course, but I'm happy to see the studio uh, taken away from, hey, you guys work on Connects games, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do the, what, what were they called? The Avatars? Oh, yeah. Um, for Xbox? Oh. I always call them Xbox Me's, but I don't know remember what they're actually called. Yeah. Let's just go with Avatar, because I can't remember. Yeah, it's Xbox Avatars. All right, so uh, Blast Core is a good game, I think, Final Thoughtsy, but I don't think it'd be worth owning the console for, like nowadays. No. Um, no. Having it on Rare Replay is fantastic because that game is still the best game Xbox has ever put out, even though I dislike 80% of the games involved. Yeah, you you, um, you want to give Final Thoughtsy? I, uh, I've probably said it all already. It's kind of fun. It's probably not going to play it 
again unless something something changes about it, like we've said. But it was it was actually quite pleasant, and it confirmed that my N sixty four emulator works. Uh, so win win, which is important for an upcoming game. Yeah. And just just to reiterate, the music is dire. Oh yes, no, the um, that will be the the hill we die on. This music uh-huh. is god awful, terrible. It really is. So, yeah. Craig, why don't we call this an end, and you can put some of that music in, just so we can inflict it upon these people. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay so thank you for listening very much Uh, our next retro rewind episode is going to be on Craig it's your pick Radiant Silver Gun which is the most Craig pick ever Um, totally should have seen that coming yeah I thought it it was the least well that was kind of the the use of sarcasm was to denote that it's not a very Craig pick. Again, thank you very much for listening, and if you have any thoughts on Blast Core or Radiant Silver Gun or Grim Fandango or Deus Ex Human Revolution or Katamari Damacy, I don't care, um, you can hit us up at thebiteffect.com where we have nice little forums for you to do a bunch of different things. So check them out if you're really bored and in a hostage situation. All right, we will catch you next time, and remember, don't, don't blow up from the bomb, I guess? Yeah... Try, try not to try not to blow up yeah um yeah. the end how do we end these things Craig uh, with music like this uh, oh, okay there we go <laughs> 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 <laughs>